0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections.
1: I'm Colleen Hood. Just a heads up to our listeners. Today's conversation does deal with pregnancy and infant loss and may be difficult for some of you to listen to.
0: On January 7th, we had a scheduled fetal assessment just because I had been so far past due. Um, And we waited in the waiting room and then we went into the room when they called us and uh the tech had done the ultrasound and she's we could tell she seemed worried she wasn't finding the heartbeat so she went to get a doctor and the doctor came back and confirmed that he was gone He was just gone just like that. Um, So he was there one day and then completely gone the next day. It was the worst news we could have ever expected to hear.
1: That's the news that no parent wants to hear. However, today's guest has been able to take this experience and turn it into something that is helping other families out there that are going through this awful time. We're joined today by Andrea Duncan. Today, she is going to share her son, Caius's story, and how they're using his life to help others. We're joined by Andrea Duncan. 2020 was a year that was challenging for many of us, but it was extremely challenging for you, for your husband, for your family. Tell us a little bit about what happened in 2020
0: uh so we rang in the new year 2020 uh patiently waiting the arrival of our son Caius um he was due on December 30th and uh you know was pretty comfortable in there and I was fine with him taking his time I figured um he would be you know, making his appearance in the world soon enough and that our lives were going to be changing with a baby. So I was fine with him taking a few extra days. Um, on January 6th, we went to our 41 week appointment with our OB and, um, he was fine and she, she felt him and, uh, checked on everything. And then she did send us to the women's hospital for like a non-stress test just because she knew that I had anxiety and was, you know, stressing about Mm -hmm. everything, the new baby coming. So she sent us there to check on him and me and my husband sat while I was hooked up for an hour and he was perfectly fine. His heart was beating, um, And they sent us home saying everything was okay. And then the next day we had on January 7th, we had a scheduled fetal assessment just because I had been so far past due. Um, And we waited in the waiting room and then we went into the room when they called us and uh, the tech had, uh, you know, done the ultrasound and she's, we could tell she seemed worried. Um, She wasn't finding the heartbeat So she went to get a doctor and the doctor came back and confirmed that he was gone. He was just gone just like that. Um, So he was there one day and then completely gone the next day. Um, So, yeah, it was just it was the worst news we could have ever expected to hear. It was very sudden and unexpected. It was a healthy enough pregnancy and no issues. And yeah, we just uh had to call our parents and family and they all came down to meet us and and yeah, it was just it was horrible.
1: <laughs> what is that like to hear that news? Like you said, one day his heart is beating the next it's not and and this baby is still in you.
0: Yeah, it's uh it was just completely world crashing, like it was devastating. Um I just felt sick to my stomach. Um uh, my husband's And I both just started crying. We were just, we couldn't believe it. Um, We were in complete shock. (laughs) Um, It actually ended up taking months and months for that shock to wear off just because it was something so unexpected. Um, But yeah, our families came and we just sat there pretty much in silence. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Um, I just, I was, I was devastated.
1: And now the process after that is also traumatic. Tell us a little bit about what had to happen after that.
0: Um, So at first I had thought that I'd be rushed for an emergency C-section. I thought maybe there was a way to save him and that they just needed to get him out and start working on him. Um, But they did explain to me that that wasn't uh, wasn't a possibility. He was gone and there was nothing that they could do. Um, So... I thought I would be staying in the hospital that day to be induced and to get him out. um, So that way we could just have him born already. And I found out that that also wasn't an option. um, Unfortunately, just because of the way that things were at the hospital with staffing, et cetera, and other women coming in with emergencies that needed to be induced before. Um, So I did understand that. I told them that, you know, I, um, obviously I didn't want to be pushed ahead of someone who had a live baby that needed to be born before ours. So the only option that we had was to actually come home that night, um, by ourselves and, uh, just wait for labor. Uh, so this was a Tuesday and they said that if he wasn't born or if I didn't go into labor by that Friday, then they would finally put me on the induction list so we came home that night, not knowing how long I'd have to sit at home, quiet, alone with him inside me. And uh, yeah, it was it was a horrible thing to come home. Uh, we left the hospital. We came in and just threw everything that we had out for a baby into the nursery and shut the door. Um, knowing that we probably wouldn't be opening it for quite some time. And we basically just sat in silence on the couch and we were just in shock still. And I could actually feel him moving in there because of the fact that he was still in, you know, fluid. Um, so it was just, it was definitely a very, very hard night, um, yeah, it was just it was horrible. Um, my husband just kept saying, you know, I f- I have a feeling we're going to be back in the hospital by tomorrow. I have a feeling that you're going to go into labor. So we ended up going to bed I think one one thirty that night, and then sure enough, at five thirty in the morning, I was woken up with um with contractions. What I figured was contractions, and. I kind of laid in bed for an hour and just waited to make sure that they were in fact, what I thought they were. And then I woke up my husband by 6.30. We got to the hospital at 7.30 and uh, went into triage to um, check ourselves in. And uh, I had to tell them, you know, like I'm here in labor and, uh, but my son's gone. So I, I already know that kind of thing. And Um, and yeah, it was just, it was horrible. And then 24 hours later, our son was born.
1: Now you were able to spend several hours with him. What was that like for you to be able to still spend those hours with him?
0: Um, you know, it was, it was incredible. Um, something we didn't really think about or anticipate. Um, when he was born, you know, I I wasn't sure. I was so scared to see him because I knew he wasn't there anymore. Um, so they had given us the option to either have him wrapped in a blanket or not. I did I did choose to get him wrapped in a blanket just to kind of ease, um, you know, the shock of it, I guess. But um, we got him for eight and a half hours, and it just it wasn't long enough. Um we could have we would have loved to have had him for you know a day, two days, three days if we could have um even though he wasn't there his spirit wasn't there just having his physical body was you know it was the first time we got to meet him the first and only time we got to meet him so it was definitely definitely the best 8 hours that uh you know that we could have had but It uh, just—it wasn't long enough by any means, and of course, saying goodbye when I find had to take him was was the hardest thing. Well, one of the hardest things of those few days that we had to go through, but I would definitely say probably the hardest thing, just letting him go,
1: (laughs) and then having to come home, not bringing him home.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not bringing him home was uh, was the worst. You know, we expected to come home to a home, to a house full of crying and mm. energy and life. And we just came home to silence and just heartbreak and devastation. And it was just, it was horrible.
1: <laughs> For those of us who have never experienced this, how have you found comfort and, and peace to, to go on in life and to go through your day to day
0: um well first and foremost was definitely my husband um we were just like i, I didn't want to leave his side for a long time after that um even if he went to the store and we had people over like our friends and family would come over to support us so I, I would have to go with him. i just couldn't bear to be apart from him um the first few months we definitely had our close group of friends and family with us at home often enough um we actually had the same group of friends and family with us through the labor and delivery process as well um they ended up letting us have everyone there from start to finish so my parents and gary's mom and uh friends and stuff they were there right pretty much until he was born um but we kind of just kept it small it, our support group for that time for the first few months um and then of course as soon as we were kind of ready to start seeing more of our friends and family that's when COVID hit so we were kind of forced to stay within our grief and our little group and then eventually just me and Gary of course for the lockdown um but you know just we had to take it one day at a time um, I did end up finding a support group through um, through friends, and they have helped me immensely. Um, we, they've all been through loss as well. And to this day, we're still great friends. We talk all the time. We get together all the time. And um, we have all since had our rainbow babies. So we've all had babies after our losses. And um, that's definitely a big thing as well. I don't know if i be quite where I would where I am right now if I wasn't for my little baby girl Kinsley Um, (laughs) who's just Mm. looking right now shaking a rattle. (laughs) Love it (laughs) I can hear it in the background I love it (laughs) Um, but yeah friends family just my go-to group of people Um, we were lucky that people haven't wanted us to stop talking about him they haven't wanted us to forget about him so we just i find that i get through by sharing his story and by keeping his memory alive by raising money to help other people by being a support to other people who have just lost um it's just all those little things that you find comfort in and maybe even a a reason as to why you've had to go through this um you know, so you can help others and possibly make changes over, you know, in the future and and make things at, at all a little bit more comforting for others.
1: Speaking of helping others through the support group, you also heard about cuddle cots as well. Tell us a little bit about what a cuddle cot is and what you and your family have done.
0: The reason we only were able to have Caius with us for those eight and a half hours at the hospital was because Of course, he was passed on and they had to take his body away because we couldn't keep it uh, for any longer for obvious reasons. Um, We found out later that There's something called a cuddle cot, which is basically a baby bassinet. It looks exactly like the other ones in the hospital do, but it has a machine that hooks up to it where it keeps the baby cool for a long period of time. So some hospitals in the city, Canada, North America, do have them, had them already. And, um, it does enable families to have their babies with them overnight. If they're in the hospital for a couple of days, they can have them. And this is for any type of loss um, at any gestation. They just they have that extra time with their babies before they're forced to say goodbye. Um, so that was one of the things that we knew had to change at the women's hospital. Um, for his first birthday, we started a fund in his name called the Caius Duncan Still Fund for Stillbirth support through hsc foundation and we have raised enough money for a cuddle cot so since then it was actually just in the last year um, they were able to use our money to purchase a cuddle cot they actually ended up buying a second one as well just because they do need you know, they probably will need more than one at sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we were able to raise money for one of the units. And now um, other other families at the hospital will be able to spend more time with their babies. Uh, so to me, it's like Kaius just gave them the gift of time, you know, time that we unfortunately didn't get.
1: Speaking of that time, too, those cuddle cots or the cuddle cot that you guys helped raise the funds for has been used. Unfortunately, we don't want them to ever have to be used, but uh, it was used. How does that feel to know that his life is helping Mm -hmm. others?
0: Um, It's definitely heartbreaking at at times, but it's just we know it's almost like we're so proud of our son for starting this for making this possible for other families at the women's hospital to be able to have their babies with them through the whole process from when they check into the hospital to when they're discharged and that they never have to be alone in any of the hospital rooms without their baby and they have that time to take pictures and hold them and look at them and uh, you know do whatever kind of Uh, memorial things they want to do in that short time that they have because even a day or two even though it's longer than us uh, it's definitely obviously not not what we all would have expected to have with our babies Um, but either way it's just it's comforting to know that that a change has been made and and people can have more time you mentioned
1: your rainbow baby. Tell us about life now and what family life is like and how you're continuing um, Caius's legacy besides the cuddle cuts.
0: Um, so, yes, we had a baby girl, Kinsley, 18 months after Caius was born. Um, she is now just about 14 months. Uh, she has brought so much happiness and relief to our hearts that we never could have imagined uh, the first 18 months going through the grief with Caius. Um, Although we'll never forget about Caius, and it'll still hurt us probably every day for the rest of our lives, she's definitely just brought so much joy and energy and life into our home, into our hearts, and it's just been such a such a fun thing to watch her grow and we're uh we're so blessed to have her and you know like I feel like she was also a gift from Caius. Mm. Caius knew that she had to be with us and that she was going to be the one to heal our hearts and minds and souls.
1: For our listeners who may have someone in their life that has gone through this or maybe they're going through it themselves how can we be supportive of these people? How can we help? because most of us have no clue. We step back we're like, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do what What's the best thing that worked for for your family
0: um I would say just uh just listen, listen to them when they need you to listen um, you know don't judge uh grief after loss is a messed up thing, and you never know. Mm how you're going to feel you never know the things you're going to think do say react um you know just just be there when you they need to cry when they need to scream when they need to vent um and just talking about our angels is just the best medicine um you know we just we want to hear their names we want to see little acts of kindness done in their honor we want to you know just any little thing to help us or to mm-hmm. let us know that you still remember them and that they're still in your lives it's just to have that support is better than any other support i could ever ask for it's just uh you know keeping their memory alive with us it's the best best gift yeah. ever <laughs>
1: What are your plans moving forward? Do you have more plans to raise money? We
0: are going to keep his fund open and hope to raise money every year at his birthday for it. Um, I don't know if it'll be for other equipment as big as a cuddle cot, but just I want to be able to provide um, any kind of money for um, for education, for programs, for any kind of relief for families or counseling, whatever. I just, I want, uh, I want it to keep doing good and I want it to keep um, helping families find comfort in any way possible, whether it be small or, or not. I just, we, we definitely want to keep going with his fund and I want to keep helping the hospital make changes uh, when it comes to loss and, um, and perinatal loss.
1: His memory alive, keep Caius's memory alive.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for sharing his story with us and for making time for us today.
0: For sure. You're welcome. Thanks for having Thank me.
1: Thank you. And for those who are looking to help support the Cuddle Cots and to keep Caius's legacy alive, funds can be donated to the Caius Duncan Fund for Stillbirth Support. That is through the HSC Foundation. You can find that at hscfoundation.mb. Thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.